This is the Bad Reputation Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes on your smartphone or tablet. Featuring the most up-to-date reputation management, social media, and entrepreneurial information on the web. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official. And now, the host of Bad Reputation, the reputation rock star, Todd Collins. In three, two, one. Let's see. Yo, guys, welcome back to the Bad Reputation Podcast. So what you guys have been seeing from a lot of the stuff that I've been doing has been um, kind of real estate oriented. And that was uh, just kind of like on a whim. We owned RealtyReputations.com for a very long time. And someone had reached out to me that was in the industry asked me to come speak. And then it kind of like just snowballed and it's continued to snowball that and in that way. And I've met some old friends that are in the industry that have become very close again, but I've met some new friends too that have uh, really taken to what I've been putting out there, not only in the real estate vertical, but multiple verticals. And one of those guys is a guy that I'm interviewing today. His name is Zach Bryant. And he is one badass mofo. I don't know about the cussing on this situation because we're we're doing it from a business real. He's going Facebook Live right now on his on his business real estate uh, page. So I don't know if I can one hundred percent be myself. So I'm gonna try to. Well, know, they can't hear they can't hear this anyway. Unless okay, I good. Well, then fuck yeah, it. They, yeah. <laughs> hey, Zachy, thanks for being on, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. So. Listen, one of the reasons I wanted to have Zach on is because my Facebook feed and somewhat of my Instagram feed is now flooded with real estate agents. And um, I just recently bought a house uh, and sold a house. And it, I really didn't have much to do with, with that decision making. I had a lot, of my, a lot of my friends that I had met now in this industry kind of ask me while we were in the middle of the process, like, well, you know, why, how'd you choose? And I was like, oh man, I didn't even make the decision. Now, a lot of us know that a woman makes 85% of a buying decision, whether it's a car or a house or whatever it is, right? Um, perfect example to this would be yesterday, uh, eight o'clock in the morning, somebody showed up in a black van, came into our house and was measuring our kitchen for cabinets and countertops and laminate flooring or that pull up the laminate flooring and put down some other stuff. And I have no goddamn clue what's going on. And Nicole's making a buying decision because I just don't care. And she said, do you care about the way that the kitchen looks? And I said, I don't care but she cares, right? Now, as a real estate agent, Zach here is going to tell me, dude, that's one of the best things you could possibly do to increase the value of your home. So this is what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to take in a lot of the education that Zach's going to give you today, not only on the real estate market, but as well as what he's doing from a social media standpoint to bring awareness of uh, his brand uh, within the the Northrop brand, um, as well as some of the stuff that we're doing together Um and I, I, it's just, I, I think a lot of you real estate agents need to hear it from an actual real estate agent that's doing it and has, has proven performance. So we're really just going to kind of jump right into this. Um, Zach, starting off from the beginning, are you, you're a Maryland boy, right? I am. I was, I was born and raised in Baltimore city. Um, son of two entrepreneurs and they were, uh, they didn't really get started until they were in their late forties as far as going and really being successful. So very blue collar upbringing, um, didn't go on vaca- big vacations, didn't have a lot of things, but they did send my sisters and I to private school, which really helped us. And, um, but we had, we always had those blue collar values cause they were not from the area. They had to start over when they got here and kind of work their way up. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the beginning of it. And stayed in town, went to Towson University, was really into sports my whole life, got out of that and got into the sports marketing business. Soon after I met Craig Northrup's son. So Craig Northrup, if anybody doesn't know local real estate, Craig Northrup is one of the most successful realtors in the history of America. And he just happens to be in Maryland. And his son and I worked together at another company. And I got to the point as a son of entrepreneurs where I just didn't like abiding by rules that I had nothing to do with making. And that's my dad used to always say. And so um, I got to a point where for my family's sake, you know, I, I'm married. Um, I met my wife in school and she kind of helped focus me on, okay, family is the most important thing here. So that said, she wanted to be a stay at home mom. And so the way I was doing things prior just wasn't working to, to have that lifestyle. So I didn't like the, the stringent, you know, nine to five type schedule. And I wanted to really reach my potential. I felt like I was kind of like a caged animal and I, I didn't have an outlet to really let that out. And um, Craig was probably the first person that really brought that out in me. So he was more or less like, even before you got into real estate, I guess when you first met his son and then you got introduced to Craig, was it more of like a, like a mentoring kind of thing where you saw what he had or what he was doing and you were like, oh, that's, that's what I want. Well, I think he, he's like a celebrity. I mean, when I met him, you know, I mean, I knew who he was cause I seen him on TV and I think the immediate connection that he and I made helped me realize that he's just a normal person. Like there's so much about what he does that is applicable. And because we had a similar energy, like very fast paced, uh, quick thinkers, we move on from things extremely quick. And we're also, you know, we love making deals. And so like, we kind of latched onto each other and at least he mentored me. And I was really just a sponge because I was so excited to be on my own and not have somebody telling me what to do. Um, I was just ready to learn, man. And I was like, kind of like let the, take the training wheels off. Do you think that that feeling of not wanting to abide by the rules, not wanting, uh, wanting to be in control, um, all those types of things, do you think that that's something that's innate inside you? Does your, you, does your sister have that same mindset or is that, so, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, to an extent, I mean, my older sister's extremely successful. She speaks all over the country. She has a, her own business. And um, I think part of it was my parents were working most of my childhood. So like we had babysitters, um, but I remember just like being excited to turn 14 because I could get my workers permit. Like I, I just remember being like 12 and 13, like, oh my gosh, come on. Because we just wanted to prove ourselves just like our parents did, you know, cause they were, they didn't, they weren't from here. They came here, they started from nothing. And they just, I mean, they just taught us and the different generation, like they still live in the same house I grew up in. It's an sure. 1100 square foot house where they raised three kids and, they don't care to move because they have nothing to prove to anybody. And I think our generation is a little different, but I think the fact is that we were like that because our parents were like that. And the interesting thing that I relate to really well is that you, you can, as a dad, you can appreciate this. Our kids will look at that aspect and it's like, they're learning just by seeing us go and follow our dreams. And it's not something that you can sit there and say, Hey, son or daughter, like follow your dreams. They just see it and it's, you're truly leading by example. So that was the kind of the, and the relationship I have with my parents now is, you know, sort of advisors to an extent, like I'm, they were, they would give a lot of unsolicited advice as when we were kids. So I'm, I'm still a little bit sensitive to that with other people, but um, 
I think now they're, they're very, you know, when they're called upon, they're experts in their particular field. And I've figured out, you know, uh, as, a, as a person, you know, what we go to personally, how I want to talk to them about certain things. And then professionally, they have a lot of knowledge now because they're almost 70. So they've run their business for 20, 30 years and, you know, are, are at the point where they're kind of slowing down a little bit as far as their pace of everything. Yeah, and I don't think many of us do that. Uh, you know, my dad, my dad's, my, my dad's actually at the office currently right now. He's outside that door. Um, he, <laughs> guy, seventy-eight years old, stops by the office all the time, sits down in, in the office. I'm sitting there, you know, working, doing this, that, that everything else, and like that. And a lot of us, and it's funny because we were just on the phone with Mike, um, talking about something, Mike Reuter, and um, you know, Mike's dad passed away, and and you know, a lot of us kind of quickly kind of like dad i'm real busy you know i'm real busy i'm real busy you know and we, and we push it off and um when i heard mike was kind of like bringing that stuff up his dad my dad's sitting right there i'm thinking to myself yeah man you know i catch myself doing that sometimes or i'm like dad i'm busy right now i can't talk or you know you stop by and i'm like oh, I, I you know let's catch up later um uh, it's sometimes those things are kind of reminders of wow these people have been on this planet for a really really long time they've got way more experience than us we think because they're older they can't relate to what we're going through as businessmen or businesswomen right now. Um, and they really can because they've seen the experience are, are the experiences are the same. The, the platforms might be different, but the experiences are the same. What I found interesting about what you just said about Craig was for you, he felt like a celebrity and it was because you saw him on television, which I find interesting because when you were a kid or in that area of like eight, maybe 17 to 22, 23, that was how we consumed content, right? So for you, you see him on TV and you're like, oh, the guy's got to be successful. He's on television, right? That's our assumption now. The, 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 he was there early in that omni-channel side of things and advertising. The, the, the playground now, right? The, the field is now leveled. Everyone has that opportunity. We can all do that now, right? With, with the internet being where it is and with the platforms being where they are, um, would you say you are now kind of the one person in Northrop that is now kind of taking it? Like he's, I, you can see he's kind of going a little bit to the back, right? Like, I mean, a, a little bit. He's kind of evolving, but he's going a little bit to the back. He's letting his team kind of like take the, the, the front side of the, um, of the offense here. Would you say you're the guy right now? Well, without ego boosting yourself or chest beating yourself, no, would you no, say no. you're the guy? I would say I'm not the guy because Craig will tell me to my face, if you ever beat me, I'll retire. So, you know, that, that to answer your question, then no. I would say that what I try to do is try to be an ambassador for, for, for his company. And the nice thing is um, I, I heard a car analogy uh, the other day where people were talking about like uh, CarMax versus, uh, you know, like the – shop on the corner right sure. and i think the nice thing is <clears throat> if i'm the shop on the corner my shop is inside carmax so i also have that visibility so i still rely on the brand that he's built and sure. the reputation that the brand that he built has um but my one of my values as a just a salesperson and just a business person is to just to be different and so i think if what he's allowed me to do is use a lot of the tools that the company offers and the things that he's done really well. And I think probably from a local agent perspective, I may be noticed as somebody who's maybe taken it and, and going a different way with it. You know, the first one maybe that's within Northrop's sort of empire, 
to sort of try to carve out their own name. Others are doing it as well. But I think from an agent perspective, people have told me that they're noticing me within Northrop as somebody who's kind of doing that. Yeah. If you would never have met Craig's son, do you think you would have eventually gotten into the real estate industry or was it just kind of like it just the puzzle all just kind of came together? Like so, that? so, you know how in life there's always these moments that yep. like you have that like spark or whatever it is. It's Fork in the road, Rod. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was sitting with a couple of buddies of mine and uh, we were had a softball game. It was in Columbia. It was after work at when I was at a sports marketing company. And I had met Craig's son previously, but he had already left the company months ago. So he was out. And so we had built a relationship and he was really big on evaluating salespeople. He would say like, you know, we would talk about other salespeople in the company, like this person does this really well. And he and I always had a really good connection because that kind of stuff excited us too. I love talking about the psychology of selling. And sure, like that. So, so I think what it was, was I had thought about real estate prior, but at that moment, I was sitting with those guys and I, and I literally thought to myself, I can't do this anymore. I can't get up, go to this job and be happy and come home to my wife who I love and who supports me. And because she'll support me no matter what. I knew that. And that's a huge springboard for somebody who's starting a business is if I know that that one person that I care about the most and that cares about me the most is on board with it, I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks right. at that point because I know it's a good move for me. My parents, to their credit, are very supportive. I did have people say I was crazy, but I've always been the kind of person that is motivated by that. You know, when somebody tells me that something might not work, and I have to believe it's going to work. I'm not just going to do something because someone said it's a bad idea. But right. if I think it's going to work, I might ask you for your opinion, Todd, and you say, I don't know about that. I might still do it. But that's just how I've always been because it's, it's a big sample size. Just like Colin, who has been a good inspiration with videos, he puts out so much content. If he makes a video that doesn't do well, he doesn't care because he's got 10 no. other ones right after that that are going to do well. So um, it's the same approach in life. And, and I think that if you're committed enough, which it took me six years of working for the man, right, nine to five, to realize I got it. I, I just, my life is more important than my security of my job. You know. Yeah, I'm glad you said. I'm glad you said that too, because um, when I was talking to Kate Ladon, it was the same situation. I actually She's put great. out a piece of content stating, yeah, I, and I put out a piece of content stating that where I was like, I was almost looking for someone to tell me I couldn't do something to motivate me because that's what was motivating yes. me, right? They were like, yes. "Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> that's never yeah. gonna work." And I'm like, "Yes." Now, now I'm going to prove you wrong. And like, that was like, that's like my biggest motivator. So I think there's, you know, and I think that's why you and I kind of are, have the relationship that we have because we're very, very similar in a lot of the perspectives that we have on business and life and family and everything else like that. And I think that's why we get along so well. And um, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people out there right now, especially real estate agents, dude, it's a, it's a saturated field of work. Um, there are a lot of real estate agents. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, it's crazy to me. Um, but there's a lot of them that are doing it wrong. And what I mean by that is, and I just met a, 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 a woman who is, who is older, obviously, maybe even close to our parents' age, it's still doing it. And she, she's learning some of the new tactics, right? Some of the things that just come naturally to you and I um, and, and some of the guys that you know, we all hang around with in our group. And it's, um, it's interesting to me to see that there are still people out there that those are the type of people I really like. 
somebody that's in their 60s and 70s is willing to say, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to stay in this as long as I can, and I'm going to learn everything that I can. But that 25 to 40 range right now of real estate agents are very, very, very dangerous right now. And what I mean by that is guys like you, girls like Victoria, right? Um, very dangerous real estate agents because they're guys like Colin, right? Same situation. Guys like Mike, you know, in, in the title field, um, they're, you guys are putting out so much content and you're really going the opposite way of what everybody else is doing, right? Um, what, what triggered that for you? Yeah. Because when you, so, when you and I first met, you were like, that, I'm, I'm done doing it this way. Mm -hmm. What should I do? What yeah, so, so I'll, I'll first talk about the impact that I think you've had and helped me. And then I'll kind of go back to the beginning with me with video. Yeah. So um, I think one of the things that you helped me realize was that, and, and Colin, I would say as well, um, but I think mainly you were the first one. We sat down when we first met and just had an open and honest conversation about just our businesses and our kind of our, our strategies. And I think people need to be reminded that it's okay to be themselves. And, and it's just like anything else. One of the reasons I was so successful in the beginning was because Craig told me I was going to be successful, not because I knew I, anything about real estate, but somebody else believed in me. And, and for me, that's a huge like amplifier of my energy and of my enthusiasm for doing things. And I think my enthusiasm picked up when I said, I have this goofy personality and like, I just feel like I'm, I'm trying to be somebody that I'm, I'm trying to be like serious, which there's times for that. Sure. Um, and there's times to be professional, which we always try to do, but there's also who you are as a person. And I think for me, one of the things we first talked about when we met was my circle is my circle. I don't have a real estate circle, a Facebook circle yeah. and a personal circle. Like if you're in the group, you're in the group. And so you know, again, for you, it was, Hey, I can do things other than just property videos. And I had already done, I started doing real minute last year that went really well, or I did it in like all of 2018. It was a little show, which I'm, I'm bringing back. I've already filmed a couple episodes for it. And um, that's my problem. I film all these things, you know, I film yeah. them and then I take two or three weeks to freaking get them done. I know. Um, it's just, yeah, <laughs> I, it's just, yeah. So, um, so I think with you though, it's, it's that constant reminder of, look, you need to put out a volume of content, right? You have to have enough to be able to, like you do really, you chop it up. And another a really great agent who I, I look at and a lot of my agents follow is a guy named Ricky Carruth, mm -hmm. who I think you're maybe familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, he's like the only free real estate coach, but he's got a great, I mean, he does a lot of speaking. And not that that's necessarily my platform. I don't, that's just not my thing. But if I combine the property videos, because the key is doing different things. Like you're really good at that. You mix it up. You talk about agents. You have different kind of people in your podcast. You're always keeping people on their toes because when you put something out, you want people to say, what the heck is that person up to now? Because mm -hmm. that's what gets people to watch stuff. If it's all property videos, then they're not going to do it. Like you make fun of the drones, you know? And I texted you. I remember. Like, you know, like, hey man, I've been doing drones for two years now, you know? But that's just, you can't, I think the point you were trying to make, Todd, and, and correct me if I'm wrong is, that can't be all that you're doing. Correct. You can sprinkle those in and you want to have the nice drone videos and all that, but that can't be the basis of your brand. Correct. Well, and, and the thing is, is that it, I was, what I wanted to do, a lot of the times when I put content out and just so everybody knows this, when I put a snarky post out, it's to trigger you and you get triggered. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I'll put a snarky post out like, oh, real estate agents, drones and gimbals. Yippee. Doobie doo. 
and you guys go like, ah, fucking Todd, what an asshole. Like, I use drones, I like drones too. And I'm like, huh, the reason I posted that is because I wanted to trigger you into going, you know what, he's right. I do use a lot of drone. Maybe if we took the drone and flew the drone into the friggin' house and created a video out of that, that would be interesting. Or let's use the drone in a different way. Or let's limit the drone usage from a B-roll standpoint and let's use more consumer faces and people talking and introduction and information and entertainment and things of that nature. So it's to trigger people into doing something different because they're, they're, they have found something that maybe worked on one video and they go, oh shit, it worked on this one. So I'm just going to keep doing all the videos exactly the same like this. And that's, that is the first time, that is the first trap you will fall into and that will put you in a position where you will see a little bit of a success, but you will then eventually fail. Guys like Chi, guys Chi's like right. you, okay? The reason people continue to follow those guys, you, Chi, and many, many others, is because you guys still put out awesome content unrelated to real estate, but then also sprinkle your real estate in there. Look, we all know Chi's a real estate agent. We all know Zach Bryan is a real estate agent. But when Zach does one, a video of a house and then jumps in the fucking pool with his suit on afterwards, that's badass. When he puts out a video like he did yesterday about the chads out there, some of you got it, some of you didn't. The people with a very good sense of humor and very, that are very witty got that video. Oh, by, by the way, way. by the way, by the way. This, is not, this was not my goal and, it, and I don't track this metric, but I have a potential listing appointment just from that video yesterday. There you go. So. And yeah, and look, you, you, you shouldn't even have these metrics. If you want to put out those videos and then run them as ads, great. There's your metric yeah. right there. You'll and be able I to track the clicks and engagements, click-through rates, video, video through plays, um, run them into a, a, a Facebook lead form or run, run them into um, a landing page lead form that's pixelated. You know, and we can get in, into all the, the technical bullshit, but at the end of the day, he's putting out content at volume and you're not. And you're sitting back watching his stuff on social media and you're going, geez, why is he sold so many houses? I mean, do you really need to ask that question? Because it goes all the way back to what he said in the very beginning of this episode. He looked at Craig like he was a celebrity because he saw him on television all the time. So people are seeing Zach everywhere all the time and videos are being shared all the time and people are engaging on the posts all the time. More people are seeing Zach. Zach becomes an attraction that people want to see. He doesn't need to yeah. just beat himself and tell you how many houses he sold. Doesn't have to do that. Doesn't have to do it. Those of you, by the way, real estate agents that post sold, that you sold a house, congratulations. You did your job. Yeah. You don't need to know about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, what I've, I've started filtering myself. So when I sell a house, if I post it, I put it in my stories. Because stories, you have permission. You can click right through it. If you look at a screen when somebody posts an actual post on Facebook, it takes up two thirds of your entire screen. With a story, one click, you're past it. So you have to think about how people, you know, how they consume content and you're gonna get certain permissions depending on where you're posting it. And so one of the mistakes I think a lot of people make, big mistake, biggest mistake is they don't define to themselves who they want to attract on social media. And for me, my target audience, is people that I already know because my business is based on attraction. You know, I want to create uh, an environment for those people to want to reach out to me mm -hmm. because that's just how I do all my business. When we have agents that, that come on our team, 
that's the way we do that. We typically will get a recommendation, we'll sit down and meet with them, and then we'll see if it's a fit or not. But I'm not uh, a hard sell. I, that's not my business model. I, I was really, uh, my, my training as far as as a salesperson, a lot of it's come from Zig Ziglar. Um, and his whole method is, you can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. So 100%. if you're genuine- Say that one more time. You can have everything in life you want if you will just help another enough other people get what they want. Yeah. Couldn't be said so, any better. But you have to love it. You know, and that's the thing. I have, I have fun. And, and that's one of the tips I'm going to say for the social media is have fun with it. And that was something that you helped me do, man, is, is I, and I appreciate that is I, I wanted to have fun, but I didn't know if it was okay. You know what I mean? And it's not that I needed permission. It was just everybody needs reassurance, you know, about things. And I'm the first one. If you talk to people that know me, I do not hold back. I say what's on my mind. I'm very blunt. I try to cut through BS. Yep. Um, and it's just, you know, you have to, you have to do it like that. Yeah. And, and one of the things that, and, and that see that comes through in the social media, right? So I look at it like there was a post um, a few days ago in a group that we're all in and there was a question about messaging, right? So like, the video went out. It was a great video. I can't remember who posted it. And somebody had said, well, I don't understand. How does that, how's that on brand? And how does that stay on brand with you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It, it's exactly on brand. It's a, you are your brand, right? Well, who defines, who defines if it's on brand? Not that the, per, the person who posted <laughs> right. it. Right. And so like, uh, there's a no, little, I think I remember that Colin, Colin got in on that. All of yeah. us did. It, it was like, I, I pulled over on the side of the road, blasted the guy. And then of course he friend requests me afterwards and like, whatever, dude. I mean, and then yeah. he goes and does the exact same thing over again. And by the way, he posted a video in there and I found an error, like in the phone number, he said a phone number and the phone number ended up being the wrong phone number. It was just a, it was a whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's so many people that will put out judgment on what you guys want to do. Dude, real estate agents, I don't care what you're doing. Real estate agents, car salesmen, digital agency owners, uh, people that you know are trying to build out their personal brand or whatever you want to call that nowadays. Um, I mean, re retail stores, it, dude, it doesn't matter what you guys do, okay, for, for a living. Creating content, a lot of content, constantly, and entertaining folks and then dripping in education and information is the best way to do it. This is the problem that I'm seeing the most with everyone now. The timetable of proof. When is it going to happen for me? Right? When is it going to pop open? When is it going to blast open? When, when is this going to start working? You know, all those types of things. There is like our patience level for all of this is like that much. The patience level for all of it, for what you want out of it is like, needs to be like this much. And, and, and I just talked about this yesterday and I'm, and I'm going to ask you kind of your side on it, right? Cause you, it was a little bit different for you. It's okay. I've been working on my stuff for like four years, like in the beginning of 2000. Uh, 19, it just started a trajectory up, right? Now it's like going like this way, right? I don't know where that ends. I have no idea. There is no plan in place for it. Um, it just happens through consistency and continuously just putting it out, putting it out, putting it out, putting it out. Well, then you were learning, you were getting feedback. The whole time. Over. It's like the 10,000 hour rule. Like yep. you mastered it. You mastered it. Yep. Yeah. And 
maybe the 10,000 rule, 10,000 hour rule is right. Maybe it's wrong. I don't know. And somebody, somebody even said to me the other day, they were like, they introduced me on their, I was Colin. He was like, Oh, you're an expert. And I was like, dude, I am not an expert. I said, and I'm not a guru. I was like, I'm just sharing what's worked for me. And I've shared it with people and it's worked for them. Well, here's so what it is. is. I made an outline. As an outsider, I can tell you what he's saying. He's basically saying that you've, you've gotten so much more self-aware so that you've mastered Todd Collins. Like you, that's what he's yeah. saying is you, you've mastered you, which is the, all that matters because you, you get, we as the audience, we get the real you. And, and that's the biggest problem that people have is they filter themselves. Yeah, that's it. And that was part of what you helped me with is you help people unfilter themselves. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that if that's my, the value that I bring to people, that makes me really happy. Cause it's so funny, man. I get DMs from people all the time and they're, and they literally will be like, thank you so much for that post today. Like, and I'm like, man, that is crazy. Like I put a lot into those posts and I'm thinking to myself, like how many people aren't telling me that? Right. But it's, yeah. it's, it, I can tell you, it's a great feeling when someone messages you and goes, man, I really needed that today. That, that is a great feeling. And I'm sure you get those too. This is where I wanted to, to ask you, you're, you, the, the first video, right? We discussed, it was a, it was, um, a, you, you went, you did it all the right way, right? You went to call and you, you were like, Hey man, you know, I want to do this video similar to yours that you did with Hanover. Um, I want to do it for Baltimore. What do you think? He gives you the thumbs up blessing. Right? And Je Jesse, Jesse Weiser, Jesse Weiser too. Jesse started. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse did it. Um, those guys. and so you do it. You put it up and I remember that night we're all talking. It was me, it was you and it was Mike and we're all chit-chatting back and you're like blown away. I remember you, you're like, holy shit, dude. Like 20 minutes, like 10,000 views or something like that. It was something crazy. This is something I want you guys to understand. That is not normal at all. That is something that happens. It just happens. It just breaks through. Not one time. Not one time did Zach talk about real estate. He got super vulnerable. He had a lot of fun with it. He's got chocolate cookie or yogurt all over his face or snowball over his face. Marshmallow, marshmallow over his face. <laughs> shopping cookies in his truck. Uh, talking about places he likes to visit. You know, bringing up really common things and familiar things um, from a localized standpoint to, to get, garner awareness. That thing's, uh, I, can't, I don't even know. It's in the five-figure range on views right now, if not higher yeah. than that. I, I, I yeah, and I didn't. I haven't spent any money. I didn't. Zero I, I, money. I, Zero. I posted it. I posted it on my personal Facebook page, and um, it just um, it got the the people that I mentioned in it like shared it on their page. I mean, Costas in and a couple other places, yep. Coco's, um, Pizza John. So yeah, and so what? Any other videos that you ever did? Any real estate housing videos you ever did before that, that, that garnered that type of attention? I mean, I've had several that were 10 to 20,000 views. Okay. Um, that one's right around 30 or all organic. I mean, the other ones, I don't know how much was organic and how much was paid, but I would say my average videos are in the probably two to 3,000 views. Um, yeah, which is still good. Yeah, probably within the first, and I, can, I don't really rebroadcast too many of them, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's all about relevance, man. It's when people think of, real estate videos. Like I want to be at least on the list, you know, and I think you are, I think you are. I mean, you're putting out really good stuff. I know that the one hasn't dropped yet of you and um, I, I don't think it, at least it, it has, and maybe it, I'm getting ahead of myself that you and the Dobbs team did some stuff. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. I, I, I like watched that, it today. 
I feel yeah, like that one's going to be really good because I love both you guys. I think that one's yeah, going to be really, really good. That's really, that's really funny. Yeah, we were, me and Pat, me and Pat are friends. So it was, it was easy and like, you know, it was a good conversation. And Pat's hilarious too, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I remember pushing Pat the first time I met Pat. I'm like, dude, please put stuff. And Pat started putting stuff out and boom, like he's, dude, right? Dude, I'm the, and, and in that video, I'm I know you pushed him. Well, but I'm saying I'm like best supporting actor. It was, he, he shined. I mean, that was, that was him and he that's going to be a great piece of content for his business i definitely think let, let me ask you a question because you're you're really really good at, at from the video side of standpoints and and you're you're it, the the acting and the entertaining and stuff that really comes naturally for you for those real estate agents that aren't as comfortable right like yeah. they're not as comfortable doing that what what recommendations would you give to some of those real estate agents out there that maybe are like man i just video is just not my thing what are yeah. some other ways that they can continue to garner attention without worrying about, you know, trying to keep up with you and, and Colin yeah. and all these other guys? Yeah. So I'll give you kind of how I, well, just my story with video, which is a good talk. So I did, I, I used to do some more informational videos, which everybody says, you know, I'm not going to sit here and make an excuse. Say I want to get back to it. I should get back to it. I just haven't taken the time to do that, but I used to do those. And it was in like a conference room with my own phone and it was dark and I would edit it and all that. And then I hired a, a professional videographer summer of 2017. And I started filming my properties that were over a certain price point. I started doing drones and all the stuff that I do now. And if you go back and watch like my first video, I was awful. I was awful. And if you talk to Colin, he'll tell you the same thing because he's been on your show. So um, I think my, my advice is just do something because I never, I would never, I've never really put out a, a video that I was like, Oh, that's, I, I want to delete that. Like, if I edited it and put it out there, I was going to just let it go. And I mean, whether I get 10 views or 200 views or whatever, you've got to get comfortable. And the only way you can get comfortable is staring into a camera. I mean, if you're actually going to be talking face to face, which my first video guy had a nice setup. Um, and I mean, it was just like, you're on. And I would write, I would script it. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is not, this is not for that. It would take me two hours to film it. I'm like, I just want to come in, do my thing say what I need to say. And then with Hassani, most of the stuff we put is text on the screen. We'll put, yep. you know, here's the square footage. I'm not going to, I don't need to talk about that on this, on the right. video. So if I'm not in the video, I keep my videos a minute or less. I, I don't, you know, because it's like, there's only so much property to see. You don't need a two or three minute property video with no faces in it sure. because people are going to turn it off. If I see 60 seconds or less, I may watch it if it's a nice house. So I just got to a point where I got really comfortable because I had just done so many, I mean, Hassani and I have done hundreds of videos together, just sure. the two of us. And I've only been working with Hassani for like a year and a half. So um, little tip that I talked about uh, a couple of days ago, but most people don't know about this is that 14 second videos will actually autoplay on Facebook feed. So take that into consideration. Mm, 14 or less or 14 seconds or less. Okay. It will autoplay on uh, the Facebook news feed. So that's that a little a tip. See, okay. if you guys, if you guys didn't listen up until this point, those of you that dropped out, I'm writing it down. You just missed that tip. You blew it. That's a great tip. It's it's, and those types of videos. So, what's a recommendation? Like, what's what do you think as an as an agent? Something that a message we could convey in that time frame. Well, think about how long 14 seconds is. It's pretty long. It's long. It's really really long. The the the, the crux to it is the volume is probably not going to be auto. It's not going to be auto on, right? Unless they've already looked and had the volume on, on a video right before your video pops up. So that being said, that first second 
is so important. So it should be something interesting, like a, like a sign, quick movement, like a pattern disrupt, like something like what right there and then pull away real fast. And then the video starts you talking for the next 13 seconds or uh, 10 seconds, and then three second outro into what you want them to do. Um, or just something simple brand awareness, something to change up the the status quo of what you're seeing from. What about what if what if what if somebody flew out. through a property video in 14 seconds? Done, like an just, nobody on it, just the property. Boom, 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 done. I would love to see that. I would love to see like a hyper lapsed. Asani, Asani, we're gonna do that. A hyper lapsed, <laughs> and you could do that right from within Instagram now, right? Like a hyper lapsed yeah. um, Instagram 14 second real estate video, right? Um, this is how fast this house is gonna. Property sell. tour. Oh, I like that, dude. You're welcome. Let's see who takes it first. <laughs> so like little ideas like that and little tidbits of information and details like that is what you get from me, right? That's the value yeah. that I bring. Um, yeah. Typically that's something that I'm not going to tell somebody unless they're a paying client, right? Like here's the little tip. Here's a little tidbit secret. I'm going to give a lot of stuff away for free, but there's things that I hold back obviously a little bit. Well, and there's things specific to all the different industries you work in. So you're going to have different advice slightly. I'm talking about just specifics. Yeah, Real estate agents I mean, and, and restaurant tours are going to do social media differently. Let's be honest. Yeah, Maybe they should To a, to a point. Will. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, look, I, I, and I consistently say this when people are like, oh, how many other real estate agents do you work with? Well, you know, it's like, <laughs> dude. I don't know. I mean, I work with auto dealers that you buy cars from. I work with restaurants that you eat food at every single day that are award-winning restaurants. I work with real estate agents that are that sell an ass ton of houses, right? And just because you're an awesome real estate agent doesn't mean, or not maybe not a great real estate agent at this point, doesn't mean that I don't want to work with you. I want to help you get there. The formula is always the same. The verticals might be different. The right. rules, the rules might be a little different. I know the rules though. That's I know what the I mean. Rules. I know the right. rules of the mortgage industry, what you can run for an ad and what you can't run for an ad. I know the rules for real estate industry when you're running ads, especially now, I know that you have to run the ads through the special ad um, format in Facebook Business Manager. That's where you've got to create your ads now, right? I know what you can say and what you can't say and things of that nature. That's why it's so important that your organic social media is on point, right? Because Facebook isn't going to police your organic. They're going to police your ad. They're not going to police as much, at least put the pressure on you as much on your organic posts. They're going to give you some leeway and some freedom there as long as you're not doing anything to harm others. Or, um, you know, I'm, obviously you guys have read that article. If you haven't read that article, I, I posted it on my LinkedIn, um, which again, I hate to say it, but takes me to my next point. Why the hell aren't real estate agents? I mean, I, I've done a couple of different seminars this month already. I ask people about LinkedIn and it's like real estate agents are like, Nope. I'm all on yeah. Facebook. I think I know why. I think I know why. I think part of it is Facebook becomes a very localized social media network because most of the people that you're friends with live near you, like just physically live near you, regardless of what they do for a living or who they are. Right. I would say the majority of my Facebook friends live in Maryland. I mean, that's just me. Okay. I'll tell you that for a fact. Okay. With LinkedIn, you're connected for different reasons. You're connected because you're in a similar type of industry. And like my sister, who's extremely successful and actually like runs her business on LinkedIn. That's like essentially her CRM for her business. Mm -hmm. She is, it goes about a different way. Now, now the point you're making is I agree that it's ignored. I'm saying the perception from people like me and other agents is that LinkedIn is more of a national, international, global type of a network 
where our industry is localized. So what we have to do, and maybe what I need to do is, you know, sort of attract the local people within that group, because those are some serious, I mean, the people that are on LinkedIn are hustlers. I mean, there's no, there's no two ways about it. A lot of the people that are on there getting business, I see it. And I'm like, damn, they're posting content every day, multiple times a day. That takes a lot of time. You know, and I think, so okay. I'm, I'm going to be on the other side of this for you, right? All right. LinkedIn to me, most of the people that engage with my platform on LinkedIn are local, 100%. Uh, there are some national where I'll be like, who the hell is this person from Cincinnati? Somehow my post found, it way, found their, my way, or its way into their feed. I get that. LinkedIn, in my opinion, is the driving social proofer. If you've got endorsements on LinkedIn from influential people, if you're putting out really good informational content or whatever you want to put on Facebook, it's LinkedIn is very, very, very similar to Facebook. I mean, I can't even explain to you how similar it is to Facebook now, right? At the, at the exact same time, what you're going to find is from an industry standpoint, your engagement rates on LinkedIn are unequal to Facebook. There's a saturation point again. Okay. What I was talking about before Facebook, this many people are seeing it LinkedIn, this many people are seeing it, but the people that spend most of their time on LinkedIn are not leaving LinkedIn. They still want to buy houses, Zach. These people over here on Facebook, they're not seeing you as much, but this is the only person who saw the content. So somebody who is in a regular job, not a job where you and I are a job where they go to an office. It's a nine to five job. They can't get on Facebook. They're not allowed to get on Instagram. They're not allowed to get on Twitter. They're not allowed to do this. Guess what social media platform they're allowed to get on at the office on their desktop? LinkedIn. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's as close as it possibly can get to Facebook. So that's going to be their social media get gimme for the day. Now I'm running a test currently, right? I'm putting out three pieces. I'm going to increase this by the way, but the last three days, I'm, I'm putting out three pieces of content a day on LinkedIn. Three, right? I'm posting three times a day on LinkedIn. I will tell you this right now. Engagements are up. Comments are up. Likes are up. Connections are up. Referrals are up from LinkedIn. I, it is what it is. You're saying they're, they're 90% local. It's just, yeah. And, I mean, and are, you, are you going after a national audience or do you no, really want to? Okay, no, so, okay, okay. I'm not going after anybody. I'm just putting content out. I'm just putting content out. But the interesting point here is that, so your Facebook restrictions, right? For running ads, just your targeting just went like this. It was here and now it's like this, right? Those restrictions have not caught on to LinkedIn yet. So LinkedIn's wide open space, right? wide open space. The ad spend is more expensive. It's more expensive than Facebook, but, but the targeting is on point. So Zach, if you're like, man, I got all these houses in Hunt Valley that I have for sale right now. And PayPal has an office right there in Hunt Valley. I can run a LinkedIn ad targeting all the people that work at PayPal in Hunt Valley in a specific age demographic, was a specific sex, all this other type of stuff, interest in everything, and run real estate ads of condos that are available in Hunt Valley right now. And really actually make the video content around PayPal. So you'd be like, are you an employee at PayPal? Hey, listen, my name is Zach Bryan. I'm from uh, Craig Northrup and blah, 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 blah. 
I've got these amazing condos that are available in Hunt Valley right now. And right now I'm giving a special PayPal discount to all these people. I'm just telling you, man, the targeting at LinkedIn is unparalleled right now. And the window for that is closing like this. Because once Facebook gets the ball dropped on them like they just did, who's to follow? LinkedIn, Google, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, they're all going to have to follow the same rules. So right now is even more important that you start driving traffic on these different avenues. I'm just saying there's no reason. Don't give me the time bullshit because it's not true. There's plenty of time for you to put out content, whatever it is. Write an article, Zach. You're a smart guy. Write an article and put it on LinkedIn of why real estate agent or why uh, the real estate market is where it is right now or something like that. Um, it's just, there's just so much opportunity out there that most, most people haven't tapped into. And I know that you're on the cusp of that, but I really feel like the more wider net you cast, the more fish you're going to catch. I just don't know how many times I, I can say that. And rant. It was a good, it was a good rant. <laughs> so that's good stuff, man. Cause I think, I, I don't think there's enough people giving advice about LinkedIn. Like I don't come across it. Um, but I, I mean, all I've been doing the last 10 minutes is just writing stuff down. So I'm, I'm happy. Glad you're sharing that with everybody. Is it, is it, what's your second, what's your second largest, um, avenue for lead generation? Uh, Would you say Zillow is my, one of your, your lead generation? So I mean, Zillow is one of your lead no. generation. No, not at all. No, no. Please pontificate on that for me, Mr. Zachary. Yeah. Okay. So that's a great point. So my main way of prospecting is at open houses. That's the only way I actually, um, actively i call it active and passive prospecting um passive prospecting is attracting people active prospecting is trading in time for calls and faces met and things like that and that's something you can measure sure um so i i actually like attracting business where i can't measure where it came from because that's that's like putting your line in a in a school of fish and and so um the way i actively prospect is i, I open i do open houses because I am a connector. I enjoy connecting with people. I like connecting people with other people. I just like the you know, chemistry and, and meeting people for the first time. And I, and I was talking to a new agent yesterday and we were talking about it and she said, you know, well, you must be really good at, at, at bullshitting. And I said, actually, I'm not. I said, I actually, when I, when they come in, you could drop me in any open house anywhere and I could convert because I want to know what that little kid's name is. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I actually care about that. I don't say it. The other stuff can be fluff, but the, the stuff that I care about is the connecting. And that goes back to what I said. If I connect with you, you're going to get invited to my party. You know what I mean? You're going to get, and, and that's just something my value is bringing people together, connecting. And, and that's just my world. So um, I'm totally off on a tangent. Forgot the original question because I got excited. Um, but just to uh, repeat what you asked me, like 10 I, seconds. That, to be quite honest with you, that's actually all good information. And it shows yeah. you that the human... And I, I think literally I just posted about this on LinkedIn yesterday is that the human side of it is never going to go away. So those of you that are like super. Oh, Zillow. Nervous, well, yeah, it's about Zillow, but. The, no, you asked me about Zillow and, well, that, and yeah. I started with that. And we'll get to that. But the human, the, the, you know, where you guys are so concerned and worried about disruption and this, that and everything else. Like, dude, I, the human side of buying a hat, like it is a stressful, stressful or deal and experience. And until you actually do it, you don't realize it. And if you were to remove the human side of that from that, from that um, transaction, um, I just don't think it would work. 
So yeah. that's why I don't want you guys to be concerned about disruption. Technology will change things. Yes. The intake, yeah. customer leads, generation, all that kind of stuff. Yes. But at the end of the day, we want a human being telling us, is this the right move or not the right move? Not yeah. putting it into uh, a machine or robot's hands. But yes, getting yeah. to the Zillow lead thing, because you know I always shit on Zillow leads. Yeah. Um, yes, and I'm really not shitting on Zillow leads. I'm just saying, why are you putting all your eggs in one basket when I'm like, right. where do you get your leads? And they're all like, oh, yeah, we just use Zillow. And I'm like, why? Yeah. So, so I think the, the confusion that people have is Zillow is not necessarily where leads are housed. Zillow is a message that's going out to the public and it's a means where these people are being found by agents. Like they'll call a property, um, you know, they'll get three agents that call them or they'll get a lot. Now what Zillow's doing is they're doing some called live transfers and realtor.com does it too, where um, they basically, uh, they'll, they'll capture somebody calling in. They'll re they'll, they'll ask them two or three questions. Once they get the affirmative answers, they'll reroute the phone call directly to an agent. And instead of charging the agents monthly, which they're still doing, they're then taking like a 30% cut on top of that when the deal closes, because they're, what they're saying is you guys are so bad that just me connecting you with a qualified buyer is worth 30%. So if you're making five or six grand on a deal, that's like 1500 to two grand that you're just giving them in addition to your monthly spend. So the problem with that is as that those metrics change, like Zillow just implemented that agents that invest in them don't have a choice. Yeah. We just, we just pulled, we're pulling out of realtor for our agents and we're going all in on Facebook because the ads are a lot less expensive for almost the same quality leads. Now you don't get a live transfer, but I don't gotta give you 30% either. So that, what that does is that helps you build a CRM and you go to your agents and say like Christian, my partner who's excellent at this is he's good at the nurturing. I'm horrible at it. So most of my clients are people I know or people I met because I'm gonna keep about five buyers sort of working with me at once because any more than that, I don't wanna deal with it because it's just, it's, I just, it's not worth it. So I would rather have five serious buyers that are all going to buy in the next three months than a hundred uh, potential buyers where 10 of them are going to buy, but I got to follow up with all the other 90 of them. Yeah. I don't want to do that. It's, it's not worth it for me. So I think the Zillow problem comes from people need to identify who their target audience is. Then how do I get my message to that audience? For me, that does not include Zillow. So, but the problem is people are willing to work with people who are difficult who are disrespectful to them, who are unprofessional. And I just don't do it anymore. And it's not that, oh, I sell so many houses, I don't have to. My you know, happiness and my having fun in the business is so important that if I just start to bring all that into my world, all that negativity and all that running around and chasing, it's no, it's no longer fun. What's fun is figuring out new ways to attract business. And you can't do that if you're putting all your eggs on Zillow. Look, as a team leader, I understand you need to invest in your agents, but leads are never a reason why you should be busy or not busy as an agent on someone else's team. You should be generating your own business. You should be learning how to do that. And once you master that, you know, you're not going to need those leads as much. And then as team leaders, and this is something that a lot of us aren't doing is we need to evolve our value proposition. I don't want someone on my team because they're getting leads. Are they getting leads? Yes. But I want to teach them how to do it. It's almost like if you look at the New England Patriots, right? I want everyone to be so good that every other head coach wants them or the other GM wants them, but they want to stay with us. You know, that's what I want is they could leave, but they like the system. They have the skills to leave and go start their own, which is, that fulfills me. 
But you can't say that in real estate because we got to control everybody and we got to keep them under our thumb so that they can't leave. Oh my God, God forbid, somebody's going to leave and become my competitor. I don't yeah. give a shit. Go ahead. You're, if, if, if you're my competitor and I taught you how to do it, I'm never going to beat Craig at Craig's game. If I said to Craig, I'm going to try to make you retire next year, right? I'm not going to do exactly what Craig does because I'm never going to beat him at it. I've got to be taking what he says, taking what everybody else says in my own knowledge and creating, like I said, you're the best Todd Collins. I got to be just like Lamar Jackson. I'm a diehard. I posted that on Facebook. I am as diehard a Ravens fan as you can get. And it's, it's unhealthy. I mean, that's my wife. It's really unhealthy. But the fact of the matter is people love Lamar because he's Lamar. He, he, he doesn't care what you think and yep. he's showing it on the field. So to those agents out there, prove yourself first, you know, when and it's not that you have to post the awards everywhere, but have some personal achievements in your world. And that will give you the confidence to be yourself because people can say they don't like my videos, but if they ask me, you know, am I qualified to take the job of selling your house? Well, yeah, more than almost anybody out there. And that's what I can fall back on. Not that I'm some gimmick and I'm goofy and all this, that comes as a result of the success made me comfortable enough to do that. And Craig has helped me with that Lane, my wife, my, my family. I mean, you guys, and you have to surround yourself with those kind of people. And again, that will help you attract that business so that you don't need to rely on services that can, like you said, LinkedIn, they can change their algorithms daily and you're just a victim at that point. Yeah, exactly. And, and so what it was interesting to me too, like the, um, I'm sitting there thinking to myself and I'm like, okay, like Zillow reviews. Like I know that I, I see you, like you'll, you'll post like um, a link to the Zillow reviews and it's almost like it, Zillow really, really, really reminds me. Um, they, they, what they did is they used what's called the open table format, right? So basically what they did and uh, open table did the exact same thing. Many, many um, other platforms that are out there that have reviews on them um, you know, because we come from the reputation management field what they do is they go out and they get the customer's trust first, right? The consumer, they get the consumer's trust first. And they did that with those, uh, with a couple of different things, right? Home values and things of that nature. Um, and then the consumers believe this is what it's worth. And then they believe the reviews and they believe this and they believe that, right? At the end of the day, Zillow has, an, has, a, has a process for reviews anyway, where they're filtering, they're filtering reviews, okay? So number one, consumers now know this. This is happening. This is a, there's a filtering review. There's a review filtering segment of Zillow. Okay, so that's why you're all. That's why all you're seeing is four and five star reviews on on real estate agents. That's that's why, guys. You know, and I'm gonna bring it to light. On Google and on Facebook, right? It is what it is. You either win or you lose. There's no filter. So at the end of the day, the consumer, especially the 21, 20 year old to 30-year-old right now did not get caught in the trap of Zillow. Their parents did and their, and their grandparents did, but they did not. Their trust is with Facebook and with Google. If Facebook and Google say, yes, this person is good to do business with, they're going to do business. Where the majority of real estate agents are right now in their head, realtor.com, Zillow, you know, all these other different, your, your, your internal sites that you think the consumer looks at. Yes, they do go there. Okay. They do go to those places. That's where your, that's where your inventory sits. Just like when you go to buy a car on cars.com and auto trader and stuff like that. But here's the deal, guys. If you see an Audi R8 that you want to buy on cars.com, 
and it's the cheapest R8 around and it's two miles from your house and there's the dealership and the reviews on cars.com are 4.7 and then you go and Google the dealership to get the address to go there and the reviews on Google are 2.7 and you see argumentative responses or really poor reviews, who are you going to trust? Cars.com or Google? Right. So you're saying the impact is bigger on Google and Facebook than, than 100%. Zillow. Oh, I by, oh, by the Zillow. way, oh, by the way, the organic reach on Google just by simply posting on your Google My Business page every single day as a social media post. By the way, you can post video and static posts on your Google My Business page every single day. If you don't understand the volume of content that you could be putting out into Google on a daily basis organically for free, you are, you are massively losing right now. And by the way, when you upload video to your Google My Business, it immediately, immediately, especially if you title it correctly as a post, how to buy a house in Baltimore, Maryland, guess what starts to show up in YouTube? That same video. So many of you are getting free value right now. I think people forget that Google owns YouTube. Uh, Many people do that, right? Many people don't understand and know that Google owns Waze. Right? Yeah. People are like super excited. Like, oh my God, Google, Google Maps is showing you where police are now. Be like, dude, they, th- that's the reason they bought Waze, guys. They bought Waze yeah. like four years ago. Like, yeah. you, 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 you guys are educating yourselves about real estate, but you're educate, you're, some of you are not educating yourselves on what you need to do to be successful for, over the next five to 10 years for the customers that are coming that are your target demographic. When I stand in front of you guys in an audience and I hear what's your target demographic and you, you tell me the ages between uh, 30 and 45 and you tell me your, most of your content is being distributed on Facebook and not Instagram, I'm blown away by that. I, that makes zero sense to me. The 30 to 45 year old person spends about this much time on Facebook a day and it spends about this much time on Instagram. Instagram right now, yes, it's Facebook's little sibling, but Instagram right now, this is Instagram's year, 100%. So if you're posting on Facebook, please, for God's sakes, post on Instagram too. It takes two seconds, guys. But you're losing awareness. You're losing traction by not doing that because that's where everybody's going. It's cool to be on Instagram. It's not so cool to be on Facebook. We already know that. Facebook is a conduit to Instagram. Utilize both those channels. Thank you for talking about those Zillow leads, by the way, because I, I think that's important. I think it's important that a lot of these real estate agents that are really leaning on Zillow as like their main conduit, they don't realize that the premium listing, the premium agent thing's coming up, right? That's, that's occurring. Premium um, agent, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, can, let me, I, I want your, your input on something real quick. Facebook on Tuesday released um, some information about uh, housing and credit. Um, and running ads and things of that nature um, from, from a standpoint of uh, this whole Cambridge Analytic, I think, kind of caused that. Do you have any insights on that whatsoever or opinions on that? You're, you're talking about the Cambridge thing where they, like, they like basically like create a, a false narrative or – yeah, yeah, and they're and they're basically they're they're kind of cracking down on housing and credit and credit ads. So like mortgage companies and and real estate companies are going to have some some. Yeah, they've changed. Ones. I mean, Christian is probably better at commenting on that because he's very much in. He's the big social media guru as far as the analytics go. But sure. they've they've really kind of hamstrung us with 
um, it's the protected classes and they're very sensitive to, um, you know, targeting by age, targeting by income level. Like they're starting to really crack down on that stuff. Um, and, and also like locations and targeting certain areas and things like that. So, um, I, I think that the problem in general, this is all speaking to one problem, which is I'm seeing an uptick in buyers actually coming to my open houses, like, and buying that house. But I, and this year I've had more do that than the previous four years combined, because I think there's so much information available that there's this distrust, like you said, for that, especially that I would say 25 to 35 group, which is kind of the, the millennials really, I mean, sure. and mostly most, so they, they want to see things for themselves, you know, because they've had technology their entire lives. So for older people, they've been ignoring it until now. Right. And they're just, like you said, the older, like they're just now, okay, I'll accept it. Well, millennials have already, have already lived with it. And they're like, I don't trust 80% of this stuff. I don't know where I'm going to get my news from. I'm going to get my news on Twitter most of the time, because, you know, depending on who puts what out, what information, there's always going to be either a political or some type of a bias towards whatever information. Yeah. There's out. an agenda for is a general yeah. agenda from the production. Right. So, so everybody's mindset. Now the consumers of all this information is I don't trust what I see online. So I'm going to go see it for myself and I'm going to go to the open house and I'm going to look around and I'm going to meet Zach and look, if it's a fit, it's a fit. I don't want to convert everybody, but I want for when that person walks in, that will be a fit for me. My job is to connect with them and show them, look, I'm what you've been missing. You know, you, you, you were looking to meet and you just didn't know it. And right. I'm going to show you why you're going to benefit from this relationship. Yeah. And I hate saying like a back to the basics thing, but that's really kind of what it is. Right. I mean, Correct. If, look, exactly. If, if we're handcuffed a little, if your industry is handcuffed in some way, you know, um, we have, you know, vaping, we have vaping clients that have retail stores and if, if, if anything, they're the most handcuffed, um, them and like CBD, like they're the most handcuffed out of any industry out there from an advertising standpoint. Um, it just forces you to think outside the box and maybe think of different ways to kind of create awareness around your brand. And you can, it's just either a, you're dealing with the wrong marketing person, right? You have to figure out different omni-channel ways to do that. Um, and more evergreen community things to do that. But at the same time, you also have to look at it like um, the restrictions are going to go in place. So you're going to follow the rules. Will it be uberly mandated? Like um, they're saying, eh, probably not. It never really is. It's very, it's a very kind of like, all right, yeah, we're saying that we're going to do this, but whatever, we'll see what happens. Worst <laughs> yeah. case scenario, your, your post just won't get approved or whatever it is. Um, so really do not be s super concerned about that. But what I liked what you said was taking it back to the basics. Look, um, even a, even a millennial, you know, and look, we're, we're both, we both fall into uh, that millennial channel. Right. So at the end of the day, like, I'm just not going to buy a house without seeing it. Like I'm going to go look at the house. If I'm not going to buy a car without going to see the car and looking at the car, I'm going to, did it have frame damage? Uh, is, is there, is there, was there any paint damage or a, a paint reusage on the car? Anything like that, that would lead me to believe that the car is not up to snuff or not at the right price. Same thing with the house. Um, so, so I think it's the shift is they're doing it earlier. Like instead yeah, yeah, of like yeah, definitely. doing all this research to like, yep. I just want to go see it. Yeah. 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 And I think that's where, I, I think that's where the convenience, if, if you're going to be, if this industry is going to be disrupted, <clears throat> it's going to be disrupted through convenience, just like the restaurant industry is being disrupted through convenience. Right. So I had a magazine just asked me for two quotes for, for, you know, what restaurants or bars need to be looking for in 2020. I said, dude, convenience period. Like, that how easy is it for me to get what I need to get? Right. I don't, I, I can talk to somebody. It would be, it would be helpful and nice to talk to somebody, but the convenience factor, right? How can we speed the process up 
of buying a house? How can we make that faster? That's where you're going to get disrupted. Yeah. But that's not going to disrupt the real estate agent. If this is, if this is the future right here of what we're doing as, as, as meeting with a real estate agent, that's cool. We can do that. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be in person. It might just, well, be what's the time? What's the, the question is what's the value proposition? Because I think I met one of the few that actually I celebrate the disruption because I think there's a reason for it, right? Like there's a value. It's not just like, Oh, people are trying to come in and take our jobs away. Like it's not like that. What it is is that, there's certain weaknesses that we as an entire industry have and really smart people from Silicon Valley with international venture capital money are saying, well, wait a minute, we can just automate that because you guys suck at it. And the other stuff, there's a few other things. We don't need any skill for that. So as agents, our job is to then redefine the message that we're putting out and say, well, wait a minute, I understand that. And I agree with that, but there's all these other reasons that you need to go with us that no amount of money, or no amount of automation can actually replace. And one of those things is like, dude, I grew up in Baltimore, right? Like that, that has innate value with anyone in this area, or at least it should. I have to tell the story to be able to establish that with somebody else and say, you know what? I can see how being from here benefits you. And if I don't tell the story the right way, it has no value. And that's, that's like anything. I mean, we have to make sure that as agents, we're looking ahead and saying, what should be replaced and automated because there are things that should be what is the next threat to have that happen and what are some things that couldn't possibly be touched by technology and the bigger that third list is the more successful you will be as an agent if you can create a list of things that you personally and you as maybe your business or your brokerage does differently differently is the key word um you can do it because you don't have to talk trash about Redfin or any of these other Redfin would be considered a disruptor, but Redfin actually has a good value for a certain segment of the market. Yep. Um, you know, and, but if somebody wants a little bit more expertise, a little bit more handholding, um, a little bit more accountability, I think that the local agent that's putting in the time and, and learning all these things is a better option for pretty much anyone. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think the the people that get upset about it are people that are unwilling to change and not and it, and here's the bottom line is like it's not even up to you, it's not even up no. to you as a real estate agent. Like you 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 have to change. You're, you're going to have to um, because the consumer is going to change. The consumer and I keep saying this and I'm beating it into everyone's head. The consume the the new consumer the 20 year old right now and as parents we know. Zero to 10, like that. 10 to 20, like that. As you, as you become a parent and you, come, and you come into your 30s, 40s and stuff like that, I'm telling you right now, time flies. So 20-year-old right now, they can't buy shit. Being super good and educated on credit bureaus and things, th- things that we weren't taught when we were younger, now has access to credit karma and, and access to people that have put out content of, no, oh, don't, don't start a credit card in college. These kids are coming out. Now the kids are being opened up to like, holy shit, college is a sham. Like I'm not, I don't have school debt. So now I really have buying power. I'm getting out of school. I've got a trade. I'm really good at this. I'm really good at that. I'm making a hundred grand a year. I can buy a house at 22 years old. Where do I go? Right. And so you, Molly or Larry, uh, who's the 55, 65, 40 year old real estate agent right now that goes, nah, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Blah, 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 blah. Dude, you guys, oh man. You're putting all your eggs in Facebook right now and you're going, yep, 
I'm, I can do this for the next 10, 20 years. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be just like the taxi cab driver that woke up one morning and was out of fucking business. You're going to be just like the motel or hotel that closed down when Airbnb launched. I'm just putting it out there. It's not the technology that's going to make it bad for you. It's the consumer's decision and the new consumer that's coming and how they consume content that's going to make the decision for you. So either just stop being a real estate agent right now and go find somewhere where be a plumber because there's no robots right now that can fix plumbing or, or evolve your brand and evolve your business to the point where you're going to be survivable over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years and be able to quickly maneuver, pivot, and evolve with technology and with disruption within the fields to be able to survive. Because that's really all we're truly doing out here is trying to find ways to survive that. Nobody's saying that technology is bad. You can't get mad at technology for evolving. You can't do that. <laughs> that, it, that, that I mean, you, you can't can blame it, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't blame it. Totally. I'm not going to blame... I'm not going to blame a digital, like I could sit here and be like, oh man, it's fucked up. Like now people can run Facebook and Google ads with one click of a button. I'm not going to cry about that. I've, I've already, we've already pivoted our agency six times over the last five years to what the consumer wants. Consumers want video. Cool. Let's start a video production company. Consumers want uh, more, you know, more affordable social media posting. Cool. Let's build a digital agency. Uh, marketing companies out there can't scale and they need people to fulfill work for their clients. Cool. Let's start another digital agency. You guys don't get it. You guys have to be able to quickly pivot and move with the consumers once. So I am always pivoting. That's why I talk about so many different things. I'm always pivoting. Quick, well, you like you like you you like pivoting. You, you know that's that's. I love. Right? It. I think they say three percent of the population embraces change. Um, you and, have to. I, yeah. Well, I think the that's problem. That's why I'll be relevant. That's Zach. That's why I'll be relevant for the next ten to twenty years. Is because what I said last week. Is it's okay that it makes zero sense this week. And what I'm saying this week is going to make zero sense next week because I 100% am continuously educating myself on what can make things easier for the consumer, right? I'm constantly bringing little tidbits of value. I'm always giving you just a little taste of what I know. And then I pull you in from that standpoint. But it's the constant education, man. It's the constant pivot that keeps me ahead of the game. And the longer I do it, just breeds more social proof of why people want to do business with me, right? The longer I'm here, the longer I'm doing it, the longer the success is happening, the more trustworthy I become to the yeah. consumer. Just like you, right? In 20 Social years, proof. you're still a real estate agent. Dude, you already beat Craig at that point. Craig doesn't want to sell fucking houses at 85 years old. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. He's a, he's a, pretty, he's a go-getter. <laughs> but there's somebody eventually that has to take that place, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where it is, man. I, 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 but you've already, you, you're already there. You're already there. You're already evolving. Um, and, and there's people around you. You see it every day, dude. You're just like, motherfucker ain't going to make it another 10 years. There's no way. You can say, you can jump in my comments and in my threads and say whatever you want about me. And you don't like my face or you don't like how I smile all the time and how I'm happy. I'm out here doing things. I mean, I, if you guys don't follow Zach, man, you should see the stuff that him and Christian and his team are doing, man. I mean, the toys for tots on Sundays. Guy's always with his family. Um, just... Uh, He's constantly putting his kids in the spotlight, always saying great things about his wife, um, who could not be more of a sweetheart. Um, yeah, she, was your, she was your, uh, she was your, um, she, she was, was my wife in that family. video. You're, 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 yeah, you're By the way, wife. her name is Lane Bryant, <laughs> which I love. I know. It's just she was, amazing. I, 
And I know she, she questioned she, that before she said yes to you. She was like, I gotta, I'm going to have to accept the fact that I'm going to deal with this for the rest of my life or until yeah. Lane Bryant goes out of business. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, the clothing it's, company. It's the biggest oh. deal of my life. It was the biggest deal I made in my life. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, best deal. Great clothes. Sold it. Sold it. Sold it. Sold. Great clothes. <laughs> Hashtag sold. Hashtag sold. All right. So as we tailwind in here to the end, um, I always ask everybody, right? I put you guys on the hot seat. I always ask you guys questions because I want to, and, and typically these are, these are things that nobody's ever heard from you before. Um, so I call it two questions, six answers. The first question is, what are you doing right now from a social media standpoint that you haven't shared with anybody else that could help these real estate agents? Three things. They don't have to be long drawn out stuff. Three things yeah. that you think that real estate agents could do right now from a social media standpoint to gain yeah. more, garner more awareness to themselves. Yeah. Them. So, so I think one of the things that you're big on, and I've certainly tried to evolve my business is don't be salesy. So when I, when I, uh, sell a house where I have a review now, I put it in my stories like I explained earlier. The best engagement that I get, and I, I had one last week that I got like, and I don't do it for the likes, but it's a good barometer of if people are engaging and liking what you're posting. I posted something on my personal Facebook page about a settlement I had and I told a story, right? It was about like, you know, I sold the neighbor's house, he called me, we had 17 days. You, you, you commented on it. Yeah. And, and like, but it was like a real life story that was like shit, like, and that's what fulfills me is you come in and like, you really help this person advance their life and step up their life. And like, they'll never forget that. And so if you can tell those stories through your posting, whether it's an article, whether it's a long post, Colin is the best at that. Colin, yeah. like, Colin just like breaks it down, dude. And people read his stuff. And it's like, if more people just did that, they don't, you're going to work with somebody. The, the, the a number of houses somebody sells is probably like, fourth or fifth on the reasons why you're going to work with them. Like number one, you've got to like them because you're not going to deal with somebody for months at a time and talk to them every single day. If you don't like them, that's really stupid. If you do that for, for all the people that work with somebody because they feel they have, they are obligated to number one, you're going to be miserable. You're not going to be able to hold that person accountable. And you're probably not going to make as much money because you're not going to be able to be as honest with each other as you should be right. if it was a business relationship. Right. So, so, you know, don't going back to the point, don't be salesy, tell stories, be real. You know, like my family is important. I enjoy just filming my kids, like just ad living all the time. That's probably 50, at least 50 to 60% of my Instagram stories are just my kids like doing weird stuff. I, as a kid, like I explained, my parents didn't have money. So everything that we did went into our schooling. So now I take my kids on experiences, you know what I mean? And, and like, I mean, like we go to Pittsburgh, we went, like we go all over the place. I bring, yep. I bring, I brought my son to the hall of fame. We go to Ravens games. I brought my daughter to Comic-Con the other day. Yep. Like we, I value that and I want my children to value that. And so like, that's my real life. So I just like share that. That's like so fun to me. And I want people to just, pee. it's not like, oh, look how great my life is. It's like, this is who I am. And I value people really knowing me for who I am. Yep. Like I want, yep. I don't, because you can make misconceptions. Oh, that person's only cares about themselves because they're successful. Like, okay, whatever. Like that's not true, but you, if that's your best you got, that's fine. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. So peeking, one. peeking into peak, a peek into the Behind personal, the right? Yeah. Right. Right. It's like the Wizard of Oz. So the other one is, it goes back to that. And this is a big Gary Vee thing. And some of you do very well is like, just document what you're doing. Like, it's not, it's not as much about like, I like, we talked to you, I got to have the perfect, and sometimes I'm guilty of that, right? I oh, wait yeah. like three weeks, I wait like three weeks to post something. Just put it out there. Like, just, just get it done, put it out there, do it consistently. And, and again, 
I need to take my own advice, but this is something that when I do it, I get really good results and it's something that you always preach. Um, and the third thing, and again, all this stuff kind of ties together is just have fun. Yep. Like have fun when you're posting videos, smile. Like it's not that hard, but your, your reaction is you're uncomfortable. So you don't want to smile. When you start doing these videos, you have to force yourself to be happy and you have to force your mindset. And then what happens is it's like muscle memory. It's like a jump shot. You know, once you get your form correct, you just do it every time, you know, because you can be yourself. I'm not thinking about smiling because I'm not nervous about being on a podcast with you. So I can just talk how I normally talk to you when we meet. Um, yeah. And, and see that, that, that type of stuff is extremely important. I, 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 that's the last part of that is something that I really want you guys to kind of take away from all three of those. Uh, the family one being really the peek into the personal, that's super important. But the, the last part of it, what Zach said is like, dude, if you're making video, like I want you guys to make videos, but if you're making videos and you're not happy about it and it's not something you're enjoying, like, dude, don't make videos, find a different way to get your message across. Motivation. Cause this is something yeah. that you and I both, um, we're both very, very motivated, focused people. And there's something, when there's something that we want, whatever it is, we want to win bad. And we're yeah. both very competitive. We both want to be the best bottom line. And there's nothing in my opinion that's wrong with that. And I know that our children are in the exact same. We, that's one thing we gave to our kids. Like you want something, you work really, really hard for it. You'd be competitive as shit and you want to win. Now, yeah. three things that motivate you. I already know your family is a big motivator for you. I already yeah. know that. I know your wife is your hero. I already know that. But three things that you do on a, on a daily basis to keep you operating at the level that you already operate on and that you're currently operating on, what, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, I think a big one that we haven't mentioned is I'm very big on building in flexibility into my schedule. So I do that for a number of reasons. I do it because it makes me happy. I like not having time constraints because um, I do have a lot of appointments, you know, throughout the day. So I, I maintain a flexible schedule. I leave gaps in my schedule on purpose because I know that as a team leader and as a father and as a friend and whatever else, things are going to come up. And I never wanted to be that person that says, I can't do that. I'm too busy. I think that is the biggest crack of shit when somebody tells me they're too busy. You're not choosing to do it. You're not too busy. We all have 24 hours. Like it just, it bothers me. I don't use the word busy. You will never hear me say that. Okay. I hope you don't. If you do call me out, but, um, <laughs> but I, I think that building in flexibility for anybody is, is important because guys, this is like, as an agent, you're, it's stressful. Like we are literally in the business of solving other people's problems. Mm -hmm. So what we want and the feelings that we have about those problems don't matter. Yeah. because we have to help the other person. So, so if you don't build in flexibility in your schedule and you maintain a nine to five or a, uh, if you time block your entire day, you are going to be working 24 hours a day because what's going to happen is from nine to five, you turn everything else off. And then at, at, at seven, after your kids are, have eaten dinner and they're about to go to bed or eight o'clock or nine, you're then working until 2am because you have to, not because for the reasons that you and I might choose to do it on occasion, because you have to, you're not yep. caught up. We might want to get ahead. That's different. That's a different level of motivation. So that's a big one. I think for me personally, that chip on my shoulder that you talked about, that competitiveness, there's, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, my, my dad was a division one wrestler. He's a five or six time Ironman. He's going to do his sixth or seventh Ironman at age 70 this summer. I'm talking full Ironman. He's a badass. And, and so like that definitely helps. But as a kid, I two sisters, older and younger, parents were working all the time, never the biggest or fastest. And just develop this, this need to have to prove myself 
to be able to get into a situation and be successful. So what's changed is that it's not for social reasons for me now, it's for personal reasons. And it's hard for people to understand that you might want to achieve for the sake of achievement, not to tell everybody about it, but to prove to yourself mm -hmm. that you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. And, it, and again, you don't, everybody's reasons are different, but I think that if you have that in you, you have that dog, you know what I mean? And, and you just go and you, and you grind away and you just, you achieve what you can achieve and try to reach your full potential. Um, that motivates me in and of itself. That's one of the things that gives me energy is how do I be different today? And, and how do I be better today? How do I be, give my clients a better experience today? Um, and then I would say um, the last one is really the people that are now. So I started a team last year. My partner Christian and I um, started a team. Once Craig turned from a team himself, he was the number one. We were the number one team in the nation right. several times. And then he started a brokerage. And then part of it now is really just helping to lead these people. And what we talked about earlier is building their careers and helping them find the success and the fulfillment that they need because my parents are both in the advice and consulting and coaching background. And although I enjoy the, the meeting with the sellers and getting the listings as well, which I maintain my own clients and I always will, I also like teaching and showing the other agents how to do it Yeah, and show them how I did it and hope that they're going to take some of that and, and, and apply it because everyone's unique and they might do it themselves. But I think for me, it's, it's helping others and, and, whether it's the sellers or my agents and just providing for them and seeing them do well. Cause I didn't get, I didn't grow up with money. Um, I got into the business more from the, for the freedom. And if you do really well in, in a field that is a commission based field and you can maintain a system and do really well, I mean, the money is a byproduct of, of doing well. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and that's just through consistency, right? Eventually you, it, that's building up your pipeline and things of that nature. And it just can, ends up working out for you. The longer you stick with it. I think that's probably why so many people end up failing at it is they just, they, 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 they see others being successful with it, but they don't, they don't see the behind the scenes work or what it takes, right? Picking up the phone while you're at the Ravens game because the client needs to talk to you and things of that nature. Uh, people don't see the 24 uh, seven gig that re these real estate agents are going through, which is well, why what it is, Todd, instead of learning how to set expectations correctly, they get out of the business. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. It's, it's, I don't take those calls at the Ravens game because I know how to set it up that says, Hey, I'll give you a call tomorrow. I'm at the Ravens game. I don't yeah. have to lie and say I'm in another appointment. Hey. I'm at the Ravens game with my kids. I'll call you tomorrow. Okay. Look, no problem. I've never had anybody have a problem with that. People want to hear though, what they want to hear. Even if you tell them something 180 degrees, the opposite of it. Well, you know that I'm you, telling you, you right now, that's man. Like your I, I can't tell you how many clients the first 30 days go, oh my gosh, man, I thought I was going to have like leads like blowing up. I'm like, dude, the very first meeting I had with you, literally, I said, don't expect anything in the first 30 days of ad spend. It's literally building out your plumbing and creating your targeted audience. That's it. And they're like, well, I don't recall. I'm like, dude, do you recall this piece of paper that you signed that literally says right here exactly what I just said? Oh, Yeah. So again, people want to hear most of the time, they want to hear what they want to hear or they, or what they want to hear. Um, not really what the true expectation of what things are, man. Uh, at the end of the day, most of uh, what I do for a living is not successful. It just isn't. Um, and it's, and it's from one way or the other. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be here if we, if we didn't know what the hell we were doing because we don't have contracts for our clients. So well, it's funny you say that. Cause I, people say, well, how do you do so much business or how do you get many, so many referrals? Uh, I mean, cause I like, I probably do a good job. I try to do a good job and like, actually like execute what they want me to do. Holy shit. Like 
Yeah. What, I think one of the big defining differences, uh, you know, with, with me is that like, I'm like 100% accessible. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of business owners out there that w- will pick their phone up at two in the morning. I will do that. Right. Um, runner's talking to me. I'm like, hold on, son. Go. Um, and he, you know, he might, that might piss him off later in his life or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I think that I, look, I, that's the differentiator right now. That's the differentiator. My, our, our, our agency's human aspect is what the differentiator is, which I still think is what the real estate industry's differentiator is and savior is going to be, is the human aspect of the business. So that's why I would not be that concerned about disruption in your market or your vertical. I'd be more concerned about the, how you're going to evolve your, your brokerages or agencies or teams around convenience for your customer and your client. Become a more convenient brand Think out of think think of out of the box ways you can become almost valetish um, to your consumers and your clients, and I think that will be a driving difference maker um, in a lot of the brokerages that are out there. Um, Zach, where can people follow you, man? Because already obviously they're, yeah. they can follow you on Facebook. Where Instagram? yeah, it's uh, Instagram is I'm not really a big Twitter guy, but Instagram is at Zach Bryan underscore re. I know, I know. We'll talk about that later. Uh, it's at Zach Bryan underscore re. I mean, um, I have a personal page you can friend me my business page is uh zach bryant brian and cotton group of north of realty we have also a team page brian and Cotton group and um yeah my linkedin is obviously as well please go follow TikTok. him on- hey hey tiktok right i have a yeah. tiktok i just i need to start posting to it okay well what's your what's your username for the TikTok? same as i think it's i think it's zach it's at zach brown underscore re like all your real estate videos should be going up there by the way um, I want you guys, if you do listen to this today, go to LinkedIn and just fucking friend request the shit out of Zach and just force me, just blow his phone up or his desktop up. So his whole emails filled up with LinkedIn, uh, uh, connections. I think, it'll, you know, try, finally get him to notice that LinkedIn is a, is the playing field right now that a lot of people aren't paying attention to, but there's availability out there. Please go follow Zach because the other thing is, dude, he's got three kids, the cutest kids in the world. His youngest daughter is absolutely hilarious. She does really, really funny stuff. So if you watch his Instagram stories, I'm in his Facebook stories. She's always doing like hilarious stuff. And she's always, she's always running around in a diaper with no shirt on. So this is a real dad. <laughs> my this kids, real don't, guy. My kids don't like clothing. Don't no, know. not at all. This is a real guy, a real real estate agent, a real guy, just like all of us, real person out there, busting his ass every single day, working his butt off, putting out a lot of really good stuff for all of you out there to keep you guys laughing, but also putting you people into your homes that, um, that you're really working hard towards, but at the same time, being a really good father out there and a good role model for his son and his daughters and being a great husband to his wife, uh, Lane. Um, so listen, Zach, you know, I say this to everybody, but you, you, you know, you're my boy. Um, you know, this ain't going to be the last time that you're on. Um, and uh, I appreciate you sharing all the knowledge that you had, not only about the real estate industry, but the entrepreneurship side of it, you know, the motivational indicators um, and some of your insights on, on the industry as a whole right now to help these other real estate agents. Cause you don't have to do that. That's not something. And that sh- shows a lot about you as a real estate agent and as a competitive person that you're sharing a lot of the stuff that works with you with guys or girls that are competing against you. And that just shows you the type of person that you are. It means a lot. Thanks man. And, uh, and again, I, I really appreciate the relationship and, I mean, dude, I think you're going to be, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see your growth over the next few years. Like it's been the last four for you. So thanks again for having me and look forward to hanging out soon, man. I appreciate it guys. Uh, again, make sure that you go follow Zach. It's super important that you stay connected with these people that are on these episodes. These people can help you. Um, so if you have questions and maybe there are questions that I can't answer, um, make sure that you reach out to them, uh, real estate wise, home buying wise, things of that nature. Um, these are the type of people that'll pick their phone up. They'll talk to you. They'll, they'll direct message you back or text message you back um, immediately to help you guys through these processes. And, um, 
keep listening because we have more episodes coming. Peace. Thanks, dude. This has been a Todd Collins official production in conjunction with Platinum Reputations. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official or visit us at www.toddcollinsofficial.com. Want to be on the show or become a sponsor? Message us on Facebook and tell us why.